0: How's this side? How's this side? You doing all right? Yeah, happy people over here, kind of some sad people over here, but we'll work it out. You know, we're in church. It's good to be together. So glad that you're here this morning. I want to just just say to anyone who have not had the chance of meet, to meet before, welcome. As Pastor Troy said, on behalf of myself, and my wife, Rachel, who is not with us in this first service, will be in the second. She's at a... Baby dedication for her brother's little baby in our first service somewhere else in the the city. And so we're celebrating with family today. And I'm glad that you're here. You're part of the family. Whether it's your first Sunday or you've been coming for a bit, welcome here. Hope you feel right at home. I want to echo Troy's words on next week, our kids' summer blast. In fact, here's what I want to do. I don't even have my phone with me to, to give you an example. But grab your phone. Pull it out right now. Set yourself a reminder to invite someone. I know your life is so busy, right? Like, you're going to forget. You're going to get to next Saturday night, and you're going to be like, oh, no, I don't have anybody coming with me to the party. And there's just nothing worse than showing up to a party and not feeling like there's people there at the party with you. And so get your phone. Set yourself a reminder. You don't want to text them right now. You're going to miss a great message. But, like, later today, come on, you can text and send the invite. Jump on Instagram. We'll be posting. And so you can just tag people in that post. Uh, If you're in a mom's group on Facebook, which, you know, is hopefully uh, not like the majority of you, but uh, if that's you, you could just get on there and be like, come on out to to, uh, the kids' summer blast. It's going to be amazing. It is off the charts, off the chains. It is, as Pastor Joy said, one of the invite Sundays of the year. Uh, the second thing I want to celebrate today in the summer at Resonate, summer is an exciting time here, is that yesterday was our Serve Day, and it was an amazing time just being the hands and feet of Jesus all over the city. I want to celebrate. We had, I was told, uh, by Jane, who led Serve Day for us. Come on, let's give it up for Jane Beaumont and her team. Just did great job. Thank you, Jane. And I want to celebrate. She told me we had 130 people, 10 projects around the city. And so what our creative team has done is they showed up to as many of those sites as they could to give you a little recap video, let you know how yesterday went, if you weren't able to be a part of it. And so let's take a look. we're here at a townhouse complex that's run by a not-for-profit called the Share Society here in Port Coquitlam and as you head up the stairs you'll be able to see that there's a lot of weeding that they want to get done but just the budget doesn't allow them to get to and so we've got a massive team here today. You'll see the Red Shirt Army as we go. How great was that? Come on, let's give it up for our teams, our, our creative team doing a crash edit late last night to put something together for you. And uh, if maybe you were a part of Serve Day and it just it just got into you. You were like, ah, I love that. I can't wait another year to be a part of that. Well, that's because you've got an actual Serve gift on your life and you don't have to wait another year to be a part of that. In fact, make plans now to be a part of what would be a Serve a Resonate group this fall. So we've got small groups that, some of you you just like, the thought of another bowl of Doritos, it's on someone's coffee table and doing a Bible study. That's just not where you're at. You want to be around some people that want to get out and just help other people out. And that's a gift that God put on your life. He puts unique gifts on all of us. And so that's on your life. So plan to be a part of that this fall. In fact, what you could even do is take a next step forward in leadership and say, I want to run a group like that. And you can plan to be at one of our three small group leader training sessions that we're going to run in the month of August. You'll hear lots more about that. But just today, God's starting to stir it up. That might be for you today. So we're excited about that. Serve day uh, it was just an amazing opportunity to, to be the hands and feet of Jesus. We celebrate what God has done. I love that even if you weren't a part of it, that you were a part of it. Because of your generosity and your prayer. That's just the, the idea of our collective impact and influence that, that you will be places in ministry where you'll never go physically yeah. because of your generous heart and because of, of your prayers. And so yesterday we were, we were all there in some way making a difference, and I want to celebrate that. I want to say thank you, God. It's a day of celebration. And at the same time, today, I want to talk about the fact that there's more. And what I want to do is I want to celebrate, but I don't want us to stop and just say, look what God has done and not realize there's so much more to do. And so my hope is that something would get on our hearts today to a realization that God's got more for us. First of all, more of his love. This next year for our church is going to be a year of just understanding the Father's heart of God like we've never have before. I believe that that's so much of where we're going to be going over the next 12 months as a church. and the response to that is I just can't even take it that there's some people that haven't heard about this. The response to that is I just I have to engage with the call of God to do something for him with my life and so that's what i want to talk about today i want to talk about this idea that there's more for us to do and that i as a church i want us to never settle for the level of influence that we're on right now never settle and you're like didn't you just go on vacation like how are you coming back with the like shouldn't we just have like a chill message is this like a message on rest and here's what happened i mean we went away is amazing we had five days camping with friends of ours that are pastors in calgary Just so inspirational being around good friends that just serve Jesus with an all-in yes. I mean, just it stirs you up. And then we had five days camping with Rachel's extended family, also inspiring, a great time together. And I asked Rachel, I said, hey babe, can I, I don't, I used to do this. When we used to vacation, I would come home and feel like I needed to get saved again because I had just been like in all-out vacation mode and I really wasn't engaged in my heart. And so what I've now said to Rachel is, like, I, I, still, I need a bit of time. We're going to go hard all day, but I need a bit of time first thing in the morning. I need to go out to a coffee shop somewhere here in the middle of nowhere and just be with Jesus so that I can, I can stay engaged. And so I went to this coffee shop every day in the middle of nowhere. I think it was called Scotch Creek. And as far as I could tell, uh, the booming industry in Scotch Creek is... Uh, just a, a growing lawnmower fixing industry. I mean, everybody just fixes. They got a sign on their front lawn that they fix lawnmowers. And I said, like, there, are, there must be thousands of people needing lawnmowers fixed. And they all come to Scotch Creek. And so there I was in Smallville sipping coffee. And I was just celebrating what God's done in our church this year. Celebrating what he's done in your life and as I'm celebrating, the Holy Spirit is just stirring up my heart that there's so much more. Never settle, never get satisfied with what we've seen God do, but have this ability to celebrate while staying burdened that there's still so many more that need our influence and our impact in this city. And so that's, that's what we're going to talk about this morning. Well, some of the fun stuff that happened with the family while we were away, you always know you're going to get something of the fun side of the family we were driving one day. Alencia was in the back seat. She said, Daddy, I want to preach a message. I've never heard her preach a message. I was like, I don't know what we're going to get. But she said, I want to preach a message. Rachel's been bringing the kids in because they attend two services every week. And so she's been occasionally bringing them into the back of the room for about 30 seconds until they want to start yelling at me. So they started to see what I do. And then, then now they want to do this. I've never even talked to her about preaching a message. But she says from the back seat, I want to preach a message. And she starts talking about Horses. And for about two, three minutes, she's just telling stories about horses, which is beautiful. But then her sister said, in a kid whisper that you can still hear in the front seat, her five year old sister leans over and says, Lindsay, it's not a message unless you talk about Jesus. So powerful. They just, they, this is good feedback right there. And it's amazing that they can go from preaching to punching one another in about 0.3 seconds. It's like anybody else, parents, you know, like they can be having their best moments and the next thing you know, someone has a black eye. Glory. Glory. Once one night I was putting the, the girls to bed and I was reading them their Bible and if you don't have a Bible for your kids, our kids team is selling them today, the one that Rachel and I use with our kids for this age and stage. And I think they're $15. You can grab them at Kids Check-In if you don't have a Bible for your kids. And that's just our cost. We're not trying to make anything off. it. Just, that's, just, that's what we paid for them. And so we just want to give you an opportunity to have, have a Bible that you can read to their kids for their age and stage. So that's the one I'm reading. And I'm reading this story uh, on Palm Sunday. And as I'm reading it in this kid's Bible, Alencia says, Daddy who's jesus my heart all of a sudden is overcome with joy my little girl wants to know who jesus is i got chills i'm just yes i can tell her i said honey jesus is god's son he's god he died for the propitiation of your sins he just loves you so much and he's are just gonna set you free and to just give you healing and an eternal life and she's like daddy who's jesus I was like, okay, she's three. I should settle down a little bit. God loved you so much that he sent Jesus so you could know him. I was satisfied in that answer. And she looked at me and she said, Daddy, who's Jesus? And then she clarified the question. She took her finger and she pointed across the page where there were cartoons drawn. And she said, which one is Jesus? (laughs) She's three. Before she can understand God's desire to rescue her little heart through Jesus, she's going to live through an age and stage where all she really wants to know is what does he look like. May I suggest to you this morning that that's exactly where a lot of people were at when you drove by them on your way to church this morning. They're not here because they don't want to hear a message on Jesus, but they do want to know what he would look like. That's what Serve Day is about. That's what Summer Blast is about. That's what having a barbecue with your neighbors, having them over and saying, how you doing, is about. That's what taking how you doing and actually caring about what they say is all about. So this morning what I want to do is I want to go to God's Word together and I want us to have our hearts stirred that there is more and that we're never going to settle. And I want to look at The beginning of Jesus' ministry in Mark's Gospel, where, where we just see the heart of Jesus and his passion for people, and the Bible says this, it says, a man with leprosy came to him. And I want to pause there for a moment and just notice very simply that we're not given this man's name. All that we know is he's a man with a problem. A few verses earlier than this, Jesus is calling his first disciples, and the Bible tells us their names they're represented as young people with potential. And yet this is just a guy with a problem. And I wonder if that kind of fits for somebody today. You don't feel like a person with potential. You feel like a person with a problem. And I just want you to look at me and catch this. You are not what you've done. You are a person with the potential to be who God's called you to be. This guy says to Jesus If you're willing, you can make me clean. And then I want us to key in on verse 41. And I hope that this gets all over our hearts today. Then Jesus, moved with compassion, stretched out his hand and touched him. And this move with compassion phrase is something that's difficult for translators to put into the English language, the original text being in Greek. It's hard to convey the emotion that Jesus was feeling. Because you look at some translations, and it says he was moved with compassion. But then you look at another translation, and it will say he was indignant. And you're like, well, which one was it? Was it compassion, or was it indignant? And the answer is both. You kind of got to get both to understand what he was feeling in his heart. Like, we would put it in our words like this. Like, he got messed up on the inside. I can't believe that They're living like that. I can't believe that that's what that person's going through. He was indignant with compassion. Yesterday at Serve Day, we had the opportunity to just, I I told the team, I said, let me know all the stories, the personal stuff, because I love that we get to do these beautification projects. If you could see the before and after on some of these things we did, it's just, it's a game changer. And I love that our city councilors know, and our mayor know, and they celebrate. And one of the things we didn't even put in that video that's coming up for a future week is uh, the celebration, the party we had at a house that we restored last year with the family that now lives in it. And so there's just lots that we're going to be celebrating and seeing that God did. And I said, tell me the stories. I want to know the stories because I want our church to know what they've been a part of. And so one of the stories that I heard from yesterday was uh, there was, in fact, I met this little guy. He was an eight-year-old boy. We were at a townhome project. A uh, complex in Port Coquitlam, and this is run by a not-for-profit for uh, for families. It's subsidized housing, and one of the challenges they had, I said it in the video, is that the budget doesn't allow them to do certain things around the complex. They don't; they're not able to weed or fix things up or do it. Just any of the trimming or it just it just doesn't get done. And so we were there fixing these things up. Well, this is a little eight-year-old boy, and he's helping us. Like, most of the time, Jane says, the whole day, I was there for a bit, I saw this little guy, and, and what was interesting was this, this little man knew how to do him some gardening. And I, I was like, well, how does this boy know how to do all these, he's better with that, those trimmers than I am. One of our team members went with him to his home to, to thank his parents, and just try to have a little personal connection, thank his parents for what he had, had done. All of a sudden, it became very apparent why this little boy was such a great help, because both his parents have permanent disabilities. His mom's in a wheelchair. His dad has little uh, walking kind of braces that are on each of his arms. In fact, this morning, I got a text message of a picture that showed our team outside their complex as he's looking. He's always bracing himself as he's watching someone climb a ladder to clean out his eaves. And I cried this morning just looking at that picture. Here's a little eight-year-old boy, and his mom said to our team member that was there with him, of course he's a great help, because he's had to learn how to do everything here. And then later in the afternoon, I got a text message saying, hey, you know that little guy that's been helping us out all day? We just found out that he's, he's been really bullied at school. You know what got on me? Indignant compassion. Like, not on our watch. Now well, we can do something about it. I'm so proud of our team because then in the afternoon they went back over to the house. We had just been serving in general in the space. And we just, again, we, we knocked on the door and we said, hey, what can we do for you today? Like what is the, is there anything? And I just, I, I love that our team was able to just help them out in some really beautiful practical ways that they had some, some needs. Indignant <laughs> Compassion. It was another story. There's a, uh, an elderly couple, and someone in our church and was aware of this couple, made us aware of them. And so we sent a team of girls over there to their house to just do gardening and, and to clean up on the inside. And it was uh, he, he's, he's, he's 90, he's got dementia. Her name's Pauline, she's 88. And uh, I, I loved what I heard from our team. Someone was, the, the woman that knows this couple had, had told me that she'd never seen Pauline out of pajamas in the whole time she's known her. But when our team showed up, she was all dressed up. I love it. And I love the thought that as Pauline was, was talking and telling the story, she said the thing she was most moved by was people being there. Like the hardest thing is the loneliness. And so our team served, they, they, they hauled... Uh, uh, big bags of trash just out of the house because it's hard, at, you know, in that age and stage. They even took, I guess I, someone texted me a video of, of these women that were there serving hauling out a dishwasher. Don't tell work Safe BC because it just did, it just did not look right, but I'm telling you, it looked awesome. It looked awesome. So when they were done with, uh, with the work of the house, one of our people that was there asked if we could pray for Pauline. And she said, yeah, and so we prayed. And as the team prayed, she just wept. And then we got to the end of the prayer, and another team member said, hey, would you ever be interested in coming to church? She said, yeah, I would. They made a plan, so I'm going to pick her up in a future week to bring her to church. She's pumped about it. Come on, somebody, can we put our hands together for our opportunity to serve? Jesus moved with compassion, indignant compassion. So what I want to talk about over just the next few minutes together is what are some ways that we can stay moved with compassion cuz you know what? we can you just get a little you know get a little burned out by the needs i don't i don't know about you but i've i've largely tried to start stop staying away from news at this point because it's just like it just you're it's like it's overwhelming you know rachel will tell me if there's something i need to know you know like i'm just <laughs> i just i don't i don't want to be burnt out But I I do want to be aware, but how do we keep our hearts ready to do the next level? Because you know what? Uh, This this is a summertime first service, and there's some seats over here, and there's some seats down here. But hear me, we're not far away from needing a third service. And I'm not talking about it like, because I can see it physically happening while we're here in July in the summer. I'm talking about it because it's happening in my heart. Like, the, the responsibility to reach people. It's not about growth for numbers. It's, no, it's about, it's about a name. It's about a story. It's about a person. It's about a family. We're not trying to grow to just grow. We're trying to grow because we have indignant compassion, and we're just going to say, hey, we're, we're not going to stop. And, you, and, and here's what happens. We just look at it and say, well, a third service, we're having a hard time putting on two. I know. So we got to stay moved with indignant compassion. How do we do it? Number one, we got to choose action to ignite passion. Choose action to ignite passion. And this is the opposite of how we think life works. And this is why so many people are dissatisfied in life. It's because the way we normally approach life is if I feel it, I'll move towards it. Right? But most of life works the opposite way. I'm going to choose action, and as I choose action, I'm going to feel passion. This is why Rachel and I, at 14 years in, we go on a date night not because we feel like it on a Thursday night, but because action is going to ignite passion. It's the same with Bible reading and prayer. You're like, we don't do it because you wake up feeling like it. And if that's you, amazing. Inspire us. But sometimes it's not me. it's all we do. We choose action to ignite passion. Feelings don't lead to our action. Our actions lead to feeling. You come into worship this morning, and I can imagine that some of you were, were standing and just kind of thinking, you know, when God moves in my heart, I'm going to really respond. You know, you're looking around, and you're like, oh, look at that girl. She's just got her hands up. The Lord's just doing something great in her heart. You ever think that maybe she raised her hands before she felt anything? Yeah. Wow, yeah, Is this way in the scripture, Matthew 9, We're going to see this same move with compassion thing, but I want you to see the progression of how Jesus gets to the place of being moved with compassion. In verse 35, it says, number one, then Jesus went, right? Action is the starting point about all the cities and villages. He was teaching, he was preaching, he was healing every sickness and disease among the people. What happens next? It says, but when he saw, so he went, and because he went, he saw something he saw the multitudes, and then what was the final thing that happened? He was moved with compassion. It's the same phrase. It's the same idea. So you've got you to have some action that then allows you to see something that then causes you to feel something. This is what's was serve day for the 130 people that served. I think probably most of us woke up thinking, really? <laughs> On a Saturday? But you took a step and you moved and you showed up and you got your equipment and you got your gear and you got your—I'm not one of those guys, so I don't even know what it's called. You know, I'm like, just can I sweep? Uh, well, well, you guys do. with it. But I did—I did manage to get a weed whacker running, and and I and I put on some safety glasses, and uh, and some people took some Insta story because they thought it was maybe cool that their pastor was weed whacking at this place. And I, th- I noticed three people posted it on their Insta story. You got to understand, I weed whacked for maybe 30 seconds. Like, I just, you know, I don't know whether to take that as a compliment that they were just like, or, or just to be a little bit insulted that they were like, that the 30 seconds, they were like, this is the one time he's gonna actually do doing something heavy. I'm gonna get this. You know, put it on there. Rachel and I were just like, you know, we were just around high five, and we had the best job yesterday. We we're just around high five, and everyone thanking them, like, you're doing the best job. Way to go! And Way to do that, that thing that's blowing the leaves. That's just great. <laughs> that's just, so, so serve day, we wake up, you don't feel like doing it, but you, you get to some action. And because you get action, you see an eight-year-old boy. Yeah. Because you see an eight-year-old boy, and you hear the story that he's bullied, and you look at his parents, and you see his home, and you see, and you, then what happens? Indignant compassion. <clears throat> Most of us want life to work the other way. So if you missed serve day or you're here and you're like, oh, man, that sounds really great. What can I do? Thank you, Lord. We got next steps for you. to You can take an action step before you eat lunch today. Yeah. Choose action to ignite passion. What's the second thing? Jesus went, second thing was he saw. And so here's the second thing is that we've got to see people through heaven's eyes. We can't just see with our own eyes. We've got to see people with the eyes of God. So this one day, Jesus is eating a meal, and he's eating with a whole bunch of guys that know the Bible, at least the Bible that had been written to that point, the Old Testament. They knew it really well. But what they didn't know was how God sees people. Because a known prostitute walks into the room, and Jesus welcomes her, and they think to themselves, you're okay with her? And what I pray for Resonate, and I pray this for you, is that we would get the vision in the eyesight of God for other people, that as we reach to the next level of influence as a church, there's going to be people coming in. And, and, and my prayer is that they're not coming, and I don't even think they would, that they're not coming because they heard that we have great services or that there's a good message, and that there's some good child care, and these sorts of things. My prayer is that the reputation of this place is that they could come here and understand that their hearts can get free, that, that this is a place where we do life in the party and the pain, and so they, they get invited to the party next week, but then they realize, oh my goodness, somebody saw me in the middle of my pain because they're going to realize I need a family, and that felt like family. I don't even know those people. That's weird. Why? because we see them the way heaven sees them, not as a person with a problem, but as a person with potential. You ever need Jesus to change the way you look at somebody? I need it all the time. I used to work with this uh, on cruise ships as a musician, and, and one of the guys I worked with in several bands, he was a trumpet player, and you wouldn't expect this from a trumpet player, um, but he was like the, I, I'm not trying to like dog the trumpet players, but but he was like the He was the coolest guy. And you wouldn't expect the the trumpet guy to be the cool guy, but he's the cool guy. You know, because trumpet, I don't know. Like I played trumpet and it's just a weird instrument. No one's playing trumpet these days, right? It's not enough. Anyways, his name was Floyd. and um, Floyd didn't really like me very much. And I didn't know, like we worked on several ships together, like several months of time together. And I was the youngest guy in... In all of those various bands that played and he gave nicknames to me that were not like encouraging, life-giving you know, it's like something to do with me being green or me being young or whatever it was and there's just constant kind of ridicule from this guy I'm like, what's the deal, man? I kind of developed this attitude I mean, it's it's not something we look to go around I mean, I love Jesus, it wasn't like I was trying to be a hater to this guy, but you know when you just kind of get to the place where you're like, if you don't like me I'm not really sure I like you And then this one day, somebody, the entertainers and the musicians, we would hang out together. It was kind of a group of maybe 35 people on on a ship. And we tended to hang out together and hang out together and as, as a group. And I remember one time we were all together as a group. And somebody just thought, again, I was young and I had a, a reputation of being, you know, like having a strong faith. And part, as part of that, people knew my stance on that I was and wanted to be a virgin when I got married. Some of that, oh, I'm going to ridicule that in front of this group of people. And so I, I felt pretty embarrassed in front of my friends. And kind of in one of those moments where you're like, what do I do right now? And Floyd steps in. He's the ringleader. And he's like, stop it. I'm like, what's going on? And I'll never forget what he said. He said, Shane's got more integrity in his pinky finger than we have in our bodies. And I'm like, what is this? This guy doesn't even like me. So I sat down with him and said, what's the deal, man? And he told me the story. See, years before he'd been married, been a part of a prominent church in Phoenix, Arizona, actively involved in the church. His wife had an affair with someone in the church. Left them. And he said, I'll never trust someone who calls themselves a Christian again. Isn't it amazing when you know the story, how you go from, if you don't like me, I don't like you, to, man, I'm so sorry for what you've gone through. And there's somebody in your life right now that is making it very difficult for you to like them. Heaven sees a bigger story. It's probably not even about you. Here's the culture of our church. You don't have to be that person's best friend, but we don't choose who we love. We don't choose who we minister to. We don't choose who our hearts are open to no we ask the Holy Spirit for help to get heaven's eyes because heaven is real and everybody matters to Jesus Just see people Jesus went and he saw brings us to the final thing and I think this is the thing we need the most if we're going to stay burning with passion for people we don't know and who aren't here yet we just simply need to do what we did earlier, and it's remember what Jesus has done for us. First John 4:19 says, "We love. Come on, longtime church people. Why do we love? We love because He first loved us. Come on, people new to church, let's all do that together. We love because He first loved us. My prayer is that you would feel that in your heart today, whether you've been here for a long time or maybe you're just checking out church. Did you know he first loved you? One more story before we close. Yesterday I was up before serve day and praying for the day and praying as I always do that the girls will sleep longer than I want them. <laughs> Just sleep in, in, Jesus' name. I say this, you know, it's like they must pray so much harder than me. And I'm a couple rooms removed from their room when I hear our 5-year-old Avia wake up and shout, "Let's see! It's serve day!" Two thoughts went through my mind. Number 1, go back to bed, child. Number 2, like, wow. She's got this attitude like we get to do this. Come on somebody. We've done so much, but as a church, can I just, can I just, I hope this gets on us. Let's wake up. It's served. We get to do this. So Father, I thank you. I thank you, God, that, that, that we're going to be able to choose some action and eventually be able to feel something. I thank you that that your Holy Spirit comes, is in the room right now, like the empty of us, of, of us, and give us your eyesight. But I mostly thank you that, that it's as we see you that we become like you. I'm gonna invite you to stand all over the room because I, I, there's something stirring in the room today that goes beyond just a message. It's, it's God wants to get something onto our hearts today. So, God, we just, we, I'm saying a big wholehearted yes today, God. Show me, God, we're going to dream bigger. We're going to dream with indignant compassion for those that aren't here yet, God, so that, so that your name would be glorified and your kingdom expanded. God, give us a greater revelation today of what you've done for us so we'll move into the world and do what you've called us to do in Jesus' name. Hear us stand, high in surrender I need you now oh my heart now and forever my soul cries out here i stand high and surrender i need you now Oh my heart now and forever my soul You are still high and serene of our sin all of us all of us fall short of, of who God is but that's why God's plan was that he would send Jesus come on let me tell you like I told Lindsay he would send Jesus so you could be near to him again with a wide open heart that knows you're forgiven in the presence of God and radically loved by the God that created you come on there's no greater story and the bible tells us that salvation is his gift to us not something that we earn and so in the next couple moments i want to give you an opportunity to receive that love and that forgiveness from god by an act of faith and i'm going to pray with you in just a moment and before we do i'm going to ask you to get, do something a little bit bold no one's going to look around but i want you to raise your hand and say i'm making that decision today either i'm making that decision to surrender my life to god to, to become a christian to go all in for god Either for the very first time or I'm just, I need to give my life back to God today. Not because I've had a bad week, but you know you're far from him and you've walked away from him. And today's a day of decision for you. If that's you, it would be my honor to lead you in a faithful prayer to say, Jesus, I'm yours before we dismiss this service. If that's you, would you raise your hand in just a moment on the count of three to say, yeah, today my decision is to follow Jesus with my whole heart. Today I'm making that decision for the first time. Or I need to recommit. That's you in the room would you just shoot your hand up on the count of three one two three say so, yeah today's my day pastor I'm not gonna wait for next week I'm not gonna wait for another moment but today is my day thank you Jesus thank you Jesus thank you Jesus and we're all gonna pray this prayer together and so whether you raised your hand or or you wanted to but didn't just pray this from your heart say dear Jesus my life is yours my whole heart because I believe you died and rose again So I can be forgiven and totally free to receive all your love for me. I make that decision by faith. Choose to follow you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Come on, everybody. Can we put our hands together? We made that decision in the room this morning.